This is the Behind the Batch podcast with me, Daniel Freeman. And me, James Roberts. Each episode we'll be chatting Oxford United with the names of yesteryear. Whether it be a former player, manager or chairman, our aim will be to listen to their story. Behind the Badge is an unofficial podcast that digs deep into the highs and lows of Oxford United's history. We hope you enjoy it. This is the last episode of Series 2 for for a couple of reasons. Um, One of them being, the biggest one being, that our uh, our very own James is uh, jetting off uh, to some exotic uh, places on the other side of the the world. And there's a a bigger sort of picture to it all, James, if you'd like to explain. As most people know by now, taking the opportunity uh, to leave the Oxford Mail, decision i'm sure we'll get into but um yeah uh, the opportunity came up to travel um something i wanted to do for a while and yeah um just not taking a sort of crazy eight nine months away to you know find myself as, as people say uh you know in some far east country but uh yeah spending a bit of time traveling around europe going to thailand as well so uh yeah very uh lucky to be doing that i'm very much looking forward to it we all know you're a, a big united fan so um leaving what some would perceive and i'm sure you did uh, at the time your dream job um must have been quite a a a big decision to make yeah absolutely i think even the day that i took over the job from dave pritchard i uh i think i tweeted that i said it was as close as it gets to the dream job um which is well was absolutely true grew up watching united when it's my first game age i think just turned seven um grew up sort of near Didcot and um yeah um the opportunity to cover the club has been a massive massive privilege and one that while it's not all sunshine and roses as as I'm sure you know anyone could appreciate um particularly with regional journalism and regional press not being in maybe the strongest shape it's ever been um you know it was always something I really tried to make sure I I didn't take for granted and, and I absolutely didn't you know I had some incredible days not just when I was covering the job uh, covering the club I should say on my own as, as, a, as a one-man team on the sports desk but also when I was working under under Dave and, and Mark Edwards and people like that so uh, yeah it was always going to be a tough decision I knew it was the right time though and um, yeah just looking forward to what's next really. Been privileged as well to to have covering United as, as, as a paid job uh, it was uh, quite a, a while ago now uh, and I still do on occasion get the opportunity to do that. And it, it's unbelievable. But I, I think there'll be some people out there that probably don't realise um, as much as you, you love the job, as much as you love the club, there there are certain things that about those sort of jobs where you, it gets really hard, doesn't it? It's, re- it's, re- it's re- in a number of ways, uh, obviously not to take your work home with you for a start, but, but also um, not to take things so literal when you when you see things maybe going on that you, you wish you probably hadn't seen yeah absolutely it's it's almost a blessing and a curse sometimes that you kind of you're obviously privy to information and and sort of events that go on that, that obviously don't meet the public eye and it's maybe an understanding um that you sort of you know off the record is a well-known saying not just in journalism and and it you know it's obviously very true um it, it's it's always a tough one particularly for me coming 
in you know i'm still relatively green i'm still relatively young um and experienced as my career as a journalist so um yeah it, it's it's sometimes you're put in a little bit of a i guess a tough place not in in the sense thinking do i report this but more in the sense thinking okay well football works a little bit differently to how i imagined you know when you turn up on a saturday and you know read twitter read the paper over the course of the week you kind of get probably a view of football that's well it, it's the view that we all get you know as, as we'll get into the game as fans but and then you realize a little bit how it works that's not to say that i'm, I'm leaving for that for any reason because i absolutely want to stay in sports journalism and, and football as well but um but yeah it, it's always a bit interesting you know oxford united will continue to be a massive part of my life as as they have been since i was young but um yeah, you, you definitely get a different view of it when you cover the club day in, day out. Plenty of highs and lows, uh, which is what comes with the territory of a uh, a follower of lower league football, really. It uh, doesn't matter, um, you know, which of the probably the 48 clubs in League 1 and 2 you follow over a season, over the course of a month in a season, you will get highs and lows. But um, what would you say... Um, from a, a reporting perspective, would you would would you say for 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 those two? Um, three games come to mind um, as the highs, and and a couple of other instances as well, which I, I'll I'll go into. I won't spend too much time, but uh, very briefly, my first uh, first game I ever did uh, was actually the uh, Carabao Cup game against West Ham, which was an absolutely incredible experience. You know, just turning up not really knowing too much about what I was doing, knowing I had to do this and that and not really having too much experience having done it. But um, just watching that United performance made all of the stress go away, really. That second half will live long in the memory for the 10,400 fans that were in that uh, in the ground that night um, and was just one of those where I got home that evening about one in the morning and just absolutely pinched myself, thought that is genuinely one of the best evenings potentially of my life, really, you know, job hobby the buzz all coming together as one um briefly other games the 2-1 win at Sheffield Wednesday last October James Henry's uh cheeky little uh winner in the 93rd minute but also a, a fantastic United performance and, and maybe the best all-round United performance I think I covered other than arguably that West Ham game maybe but certainly in the league um and of course the win at Swindon the only thing that kind of made that slightly less important than a win at Swindon should be was the fact there was no fans there. So seeing Dan Agi stick it in the bottom corner in front of Stratton Bank did not quite have the same buzz as if there'd been 3,000 United fans in there. Um, highs as well. Um, so I've been very lucky to uh, to cover the sort of the breaking, I guess, of the news of, of Stratfield break and, and the club's intention to move there. Obviously, as anyone related to Oxford United knows, the biggest issue bar none. Uh, in the for the club, its present and its future, um, and I really felt a real sort of feeling of achievement when that paper went to press. I think on the Monday night um, for the Tuesday, um, lows. Uh, there's been a few, to be honest. There's been a few times. I'm firstly, I should say, I'm a massive, massively harsh critic of myself. I am, you know, whatever. There's been the odd thing said on social media, uh, maybe criticising my reporting, but I guarantee it's not any harsher than uh, than I could say uh, about myself. And there's been a few stories where I felt, and it sounds ridiculous because it's not a big low, but it, a few stories where I thought, 
I should have done that better or and some maybe big ones hopefully they weren't noticed too much and um and some days you know when you like you say Dan it's it's a it's a grind you you, you do take your, your job home with you and and it was a seven day a week 24 7 job uh the mail which was part of the reason I left um and and there were some days in there where I did get a bit low when frankly you were overstressed overworked and uh and tired but like I said before there were so many highs doing the job and uh you know those are ones I'll definitely take with me one thing that's not um stopping or coming to an end just yet is behind the badge um it is the end of series two but we will be back with a third series towards the end of the year slash into the new year uh, because there are quite a few people that we have thought we were going to speak to in this series that have eluded us it's been a it continues to be something I, I really enjoy doing and you know first and foremost we do we do not get paid in any way shape or form by anyone for doing this it is purely a, a, a labor of love at times um the first series um people seem to fall into our lap a lot easier i don't know why that was the second series we've had one or two communication problems and, and it's sort of what it is but it's been it's been fantastic it's hearing some of the stories and speaking to the people that we either watched on the terraces or have you know or people that have run our club it's been been incredible hasn't it yeah i mean i i hope that we both agree in thinking that this is the reception first of all has been better than i could ever have imagined and and the sort yeah, of range of guests you know it's been it, it, it's been really eye-opening in in many ways kind of for me personally that's a bit as a uh someone who isn't too uh, experienced i guess in the broadcasting side of things um but um just to hear the stories and and to have so many people so generous with their time you know you get the the downright crazy like some of mick moore's stories in series two and and the really serious stuff like um kelvin thomas talking about you know how close the club was to maybe going to the wall um yeah. you know during that sort of period in the late noughties and and i guarantee as well if this uh, is a little tease of series three if we get half of the guests that we should have had for series two that we thought we'd lined up we're going to be in for a hell of a series because there's some very very interesting names there i mean to, in terms of who we've spoken to so far yeah mick i think purely because we didn't really know what to expect uh, as much as anything and, and then coming out with some of those stories and the reaction that we've had from them from other people and um, obviously Mike Ford who we tried to speak to a couple of weeks previous and then finally spoke to him was, was basically off the back of him of Mick Moore telling him you, you, you need to do this oh yeah and by the way have a listen because I think I may have slung a few of you under the bus at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, and there's one more player uh, mentioned in Mick Moore's podcast that we may well get in Series 3 as well, who uh, who gave me a call the other day. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's, I think, been the beauty of it. We said at the start, didn't we, we don't want, in the nicest possible way, we don't want the people that everyone's heard of a million times, you know, necessarily. The best people are going to be the ones that, you know, maybe left the club and, you know, nobody's ever told their Oxford United story. And, you know, Mick what's the character off the pitch as well but then you know you're talking Mike Ford captain for half a decade Scott Davis someone whose United's career lasted barely more than 12 months but who's had the most incredible impact 
sort of away on the game, but away from the game, off the pitch. Um, you know, it's been, you know, it's been fantastic to be honest. And, you know, the fact that we're sort of at the end of series two and we've, you know, we're ticking off the bingo card players, managers, ground staff, chairman, journalists as well. Um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been excellent. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing who we can get for the next series. James, have a, a great time away. Um, send me plenty of postcards and um, I hope you, you truly do have fun finding yourself um, over in the Far East. That's exactly what I plan to do, as well as a photo of uh, myself wearing an Oxford United shirt in some obscure location, I'm sure. Thank you for listening to Behind the Badge. Stay across our social media platforms for our next podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at behind the underscore badge or if you want to email us it's behind the badge 1893 at gmail.com